and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British royal history. Last we met, we discussed how Buckingham Palace came to be, from a small country home to an eventual lease dispute that put the hands of Buckingham House into the hands of the crown, and then eventually it evolving from a house to the palace that we know. Even if the budget was seriously blown out of proportions, we know how Buckingham Palace got to where it is today. The sovereign who put Buckingham Palace at the center of it all and really put it on the map was none other than Queen Victoria. During Queen Victoria's reign, we know the few assassination attempts that happened on her, and, you know, hell, even the current queen has had some of those. We even know about the famous Michael Fagan break-in in the 1980s, thanks to season four of The Crown. However, did any of you know that Queen Victoria actually had a stalker who lived in the palace for the first year of her reign? Well, stick around, it's quite a wild story. I first heard of this tale when I was reading The Private Life of Victoria by Alexander MacDonald, which, as an aside, I would recommend. You really get to understand the family dynamic that happened behind closed doors. Now, this story was mentioned briefly, but I did find a Timeline.com article that explained everything in full detail. And that is where I got most of my details for the story from. Now, Queen Victoria assumed the throne in 1837, and shortly thereafter, she moved to Buckingham Palace. This we already know. This has already been pre-established. Well, shortly thereafter, a man by the name of Edward Jones, he also went by the name Edward Cotton, saw an opportunity. Much like the rest of the nation and the world, he was enamored by the thought of this new queen. She was young, she was new, she was naive in some respects, but it was a fresh, you know, it was a breath of fresh air from her previous uncles and the previous kings. There was a lot of corruption and just not positive things happening for, for the nation. So everybody was excited for Queen Victoria as was Jones. Now, one thing to make note about Jones is at this time, he was a young boy, maybe a young preteen. He was quite young. He was poor, he was down on his luck, and his father was estranged, and he had nothing to lose and everything to gain. He was enamored by this young queen, and he saw an opportunity. Sometime in 1837, after Queen Victoria moved into the palace and made it her new home, Jones decided he wanted to see what it was all about. He wanted to see for himself. He hopped the fence, he snuck into the palace, and he was able to hide there for a whole year. I'll repeat that again. He jumped the fence, broke into the palace, and was able to hide there for a whole year. He hid in unused apartments, under furniture, anywhere he could, but most notably, he hid and stayed in fireplaces and chimneys. He stayed in unused fireplaces. He was able to stay hidden during the day, and at night, he would walk around and explore. You know, he walked around as if he owned the place. He would sneak down to the kitchens for food. He would go over to the laundry areas and wash his clothes and clean himself off 
and he would explore and sneak into every nook and cranny, see what he could find. There were a few instances actually where he would be hiding in the same room where Queen Victoria would have meetings with her ministers and other members of parliament or cabinet or anybody important. He would hide in that room and eavesdrop on the conversations that were had. Now in his time of being a secret guest of Buckingham Palace, he was able to read and steal some letters and other papers, he stole a portrait, he amassed a large collection of linen, and most notably, he amassed a large collection of ladies' undergarments and underwear, some of them belonging to the queen herself. How was he caught? Clearly, we know about him because he got caught. Now, around five in the morning of December 14th, 1838, his lease at Buckingham Palace came to an end. A night watchman spotted what he thought to be a boy covered in soot through one of the windows. An alarm was raised and a small search ensued, only to discover one of the palace rooms had been ransacked. A full chase ensued and Jones was found running across one of the palace lawns trying to escape. A constable caught him and then brought him to to the kitchen. Bringing him there to investigate, they found that not only was this unknown boy to them covered in grease and soot from head to toe wearing two pairs of pants and a whole he was a whole hodgepodge they found while searching him that he had a whole collection of ladies garments that he had stolen that night presumably some of those were the queens luckily when this whole incident ensued queen victoria was away at windsor she wasn't in the palace at the time How was he able to do this? How was he able to sneak into the palace, live there, and be completely undetected for a year? Well, at this time, palace management and the bureaucracy and security and it all was nowhere near as streamlined as it is today. One example, there were two different departments that were responsible for cleaning the inside and then the outside of palace windows. It wasn't one committee, it was two. Um, Another example was the queen asked for uh, asked for a fire in one of the fireplaces an employee of the lord steward you know who managed some of the household servants replied that that was impossible the employee in question was responsible for building the fire and a completely new department was responsible for lighting it and we can assume there was another whole department that was responsible for managing it you know security also wasn't streamlined or tight either at this time in queen victoria's reign there wasn't a head of buckingham palace security no one was really in charge palace police were organized by their territories and the royal bodyguards also known as the a division wasn't there that night because of course the queen wasn't there so palace security was lax, the walls of the palace themselves were low, and there were lots of tree branches around that made it easy for people to jump the fence. In fact, there are many stories where drunks, soldiers, and other people were found sleeping in the gardens behind the walls. So it was very easy to at least jump the fence, and also it was very easy to break in and not be seen. So Jones is caught. He was caught trying to leave. He was caught trying to escape. But this also was not the first time he would do this. He broke in frequently enough to where the 
palace staff, palace guards, everybody involved, nicknamed him Boy Jones. In fact, two years after this initial incident, Jones climbed the palace walls again. It was two weeks after Queen Victoria had given birth to her first child, and the Queen's governess discovered Boy Jones under a sofa in the room adjacent to the Queen's boudoir. This terrified Queen Victoria, and she <laughs> wrote about it in her journal. So if you have a copy or have access to her journals, you can read about this incident where Boy Jones was caught again. He was eventually taken to court for the numerous times he had broken in, but at this time in England and in law and in law and order, this was not a felony. So they couldn't send him to jail, they couldn't send him to prison, and they tried to do the best they could. But the most they could do was convict him for a few months probation or a few months hard labor. They did eventually try to increase the charges, but the most they could do was get him shipped away for work, get him shipped away for labor. They sent him to Brazil, they sent him to Australia a few times, but as you can guess, he would somehow manage his way to get back to England and they would find him again in the palace. Now, towards the end of his life, he ended up remaining in Australia. He ended up around the area of Perth, but he developed a bad drinking problem. He that he developed a really bad vice. Now, he also changed his name um, halfway through his life when he stopped going over to England, but his reputation uh, of breaking in uh, preceded him. And he changed his name to Thomas Jones as a way to reinvent himself and to get rid of this reputation of being the famous palace intruder. In 1893, he did eventually die. He died <laughs> intoxicated and he fell off a bridge. Now at this equivalent time, 1893 in England, the whole palace system had completely changed, completely reinvented, and security was upped and <laughs> a lot of reorganization took place. However, Jones was not the only one to break in during Queen Victoria's lifetime and during her reign. In July of 1838, a silversmith that went by the name of Thomas Flower was found sleeping in a chair close to the Queen's bedroom. He was, much like Jones, a persistent admirer, and he had somehow gained entry to the palace and was trying to search for, for the Queen, but he got lost, couldn't find her, and he fell asleep of course, unaware that he was actually near her bedroom. This he was sent to prison for. He was sent to prison, but he was only there shortly as two of his friends bailed him out. So who knew that <laughs> Queen Victoria had not only two admirers that wanted to see her, but one that lived in the palace for a year, stole her property, stole her underwear, and was able to successfully break in and stay for short periods of time numerous times during her reign. Who knew that the public back then in the Victorian era would be just as enamored with the royals as we are as we are today. And this is a trend that I earnestly don't see waning in the future at all. Edward Jones was just one of the few who have been successful in their attempts to see the queen break into the palace and want to actually see whomever's sovereign. Now, if these break-ins didn't happen, 
who knows what things would look like. You know, my mom has always told me, you know, the few ruin it for the many. So who knows how things would have changed if these break-ins didn't happen. So while security of the Royals is important, they would probably look completely different if they didn't have these break-in attempts. But there you have it. That is the story of Boy Jones and Queen Victoria's famous underwear thief and stalker. If you enjoyed this story, let me know. If you want other stories just like this, I <laughs> there are plenty of these wild stories about uh, interactions with the royals and fun stories of history. I have a coming story about Queen Charlotte, the queen consort to King George III. So tune in next week for that interesting retrospective into store into history. But thank you for stopping by. I enjoyed spending time with you. If you enjoyed stories like this and want to stick around for more, subscribe to the podcast. You can find me on Anchor, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, among other podcast listening sites. If you want to email me, let me know how I'm doing. Any fun stories or parts of history you would like me to cover, you can email me at britishroyalfanpod at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at fanatic underscore royal on Twitter. There I post updates, post news that's happening with the royal family, and also try to engage with you guys as best I can. Like, subscribe, comment, share, follow me on Twitter, email me with anything at all. Let me know how I'm doing so I can improve this for you. Do you like these shorter, about 10-minute episodes, 10-15 minute, or do you want longer form content? Let me know. I'd like to make this show as best as I can for you guys. And with that, have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next one.